Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Kim. For those of you who are new to the podcast, I usually host this podcast with my buddy Ted. He's a lover of odd sports and a bigger lover of odd people. And he has been an amazing match for my podcasting pal and as a co-host. Well, guys, Ted's love of odd sports and adventure is pulling him from our beloved hometown of Atlanta, and he's going to be moving to Colorado. So Ted will be taking a break from Rochambeau for now. We're hopeful that there will be days in the future that Ted will be able to join back in on the Rochambeau fun, but until then, I will keep a microphone warm for him, and he is super excited about his move to Colorado. He's going to get to spend his free time snowboarding and surfing. That's right, surfing in Colorado. (laughs) The area that Ted plans to settle in is close to the Colorado River, And there's actually a surfing community there, and it's been steadily growing since 2004. Personally, I had no idea that river surfing was even a thing, but there are actually several types of river surfing. There are standing waves located in urban areas, mountain environments, tidal bores, river mouths, and in the heart of jungles. River surfing takes place all over the world, from Germany to Brazil to China to Zambia. It's really everywhere. So if you guys want to learn more about Ted's latest passion, river surfing, there's a great article from Surfer Today that breaks it all down. And there's a link in the episode description for you guys to check out if you are so inclined. So that's the scoop on Ted's plans. But in the meantime, I have plenty more odd, crazy and cool competitions and adventures to share with you, including a few things so wild that it might make your hair stand on end. Like today's episode, straight from the mighty Yukon Territory of Canada. It's the International Hair Freezing Contest. Oh, Canada. (laughs) So much awesomeness happens in this beautiful, albeit very, very cold country. From killer cities like Montreal, Vancouver, and Toronto, to Niagara Falls, Whistler, and the Canadian Rockies, the country is as diverse as its topography. The Yukon is the smallest and westernmost of Canada's territories, and as such has the smallest population of any province or territory in Canada. Whitehorse is the territorial capital and Yukon's only city. It's here in Whitehorse that the Yukon Sourdough Rendezvous started way back in 1945. The Rendezvous is a week of daily sports activities and nightly entertainment, and while many things have changed since its inception in 1945, the core of this festival remains the same. It's a gathering of Yukon folks in an effort to beat winter blues and celebrate together, celebrate yet another winter passing. So the festival is jam-packed with crazy competitions and unique sports, including a log toss, an axe throw, a lip-sync battle, snowshoeing, and a dog howling competition. That's just to name a few. So let's picture that backdrop, right? And according to Smithsonian.com, the International Hair Freezing Contest began back in 2011 as kind of an extension of the Yukon Sourdough Rendezvous. Participating athletes and spectators alike seeking a reprieve from their achy muscles and winter chills, they would head together to soak at the nearby Takini hot pools. Well, cold air and hot pools 
join forces and create the most amazing frozen hairdos ever. (laughs) So are you guys ready to learn how the international hair freezing contest breaks down? Well, I'm lucky enough to have Andrew Umbrick, the owner and operator of the Takini Hot Pools with me now. Andrew, welcome to Rochambeau. Hi, thank you for having me. So how did this come to be? I know you guys have been doing it since around 2011, but who came up with this idea? Um, so it, in, two, in 2011, um, it was a manager that we had running the hot springs at the time, and uh, he came up with the contest. But uh, from 2011 to 2015, it was a very small affair. There was very, there, it only ran two weeks of the year, and uh, there wasn't very much participation. And what changed? How did it blow up? In 2015, we got a group photo that was just so good that it went viral online. And from that point on, we've gotten the media's attention from around the world. Um, and um, since 2015, Uh, We've had more participation. Our prize pool has increased. We've offered more categories. It's really grown. It's a very unique contest. You can only do it in a couple places in the world. Um, Essentially, people are asked to come into our hot springs, which is uh, 42 degrees Celsius or approximately 110 Fahrenheit. And when it's minus 30 Celsius outside, uh, people go into the pool, they get their hair wet, They allow all the steam from the hot water to collect on their hair, and then the cold air then freezes it. It creates a superficial level of frost, so no one's breaking or damaging their hair. And then uh, we get all the photos of missions, and then uh, at the end of March, we... um, My company, my wife and I, our staff, uh, we pick the best photos for each category. Uh, Generally, the photos pick themselves, (laughs) because the winners are usually pretty... Pretty self-evident, generally speaking. You mentioned briefly that that no hair gets damaged. And that was the first thing that ran through my mind is, you know, when you freeze something, it can break. Yeah, it's a very superficial level of frost around the hair. So um, most women, actually, that's the first thing they always ask me is, does it damage your hair or should I be concerned? And we've never, never seen anyone get any damage from their hair. Um, you would have to... You have to, you'd have to have your hair exposed for much, much longer than you would be comfortable for for it to really freeze. I love it. So um, you said you and your wife pick the winners or, or more specifically, the winners kind of pick themselves. You're looking for the most creative. Is that accurate? Well, we have four categories. We have the best male, the best female, the best group, and the most creative. So the best male and female in group are generally pretty self-evident. The most creative, um, that's when we have a harder time fitting a specific image into any one category. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's hard to pick a specific category for each photo. Uh, people don't necessarily submit uh, to any one category. They just submit their photos hoping to win in one of the categories. Um, can you describe for us one of your favorite pictures from years past? Uh, the group photos are always pretty amazing because people put a lot of effort into those group photos. They're coordinated. Um, oftentimes they're planned a little bit more. So the group photos are always the nicest ones. But then there are also individuals who put a lot of time and effort. Um, one one winner one year uh, wore a pair of sunglasses on the entire time and let the sunglasses freeze. So they became frosty white. Um, another time there was a woman who had hair that was 
approximately three and a half feet long, which she throws into two long strands going uh, left and right of her head. It was held completely horizontal in the air. We had never seen anything like that before. That one was pretty mind-blowing. That's killer. Can you tell me a little bit about where in the world you are? I know you're in um, Northwest Canada. Describe for our listeners a little bit of what that area is like. Well, um, I'm assuming most of your listeners are probably American. Right. Uh, So the Yukon is located right beside Alaska. So we're a nine-hour drive from Fairbanks. Um. We are very close. We're only a two and a half hour drive from Skagway, which is a popular uh, cruise ship town. So we're quite uh, we're quite northern, and since our hot springs is also located in this northern environment, uh, it makes for a unique location. Not many commercially operated hot springs are found this far north. Most hot springs can't even uh, run this contest just because of their geographical location. Oh, that's so cool. That's very, very special. Our facilities are open year-round. We're only ever closed, I think, about seven calendar days a year. Um, in winter, people come to see the northern lights, which you can see from our pool, uh, or they come to freeze their hair. Uh, for some locals, the hot springs is simply too hot in the summer for them, so they come in the winter. Uh, in the summer, uh, we get it's our high tourist season, so we get a lot of Americans, a lot of Europeans, that come by and um, they stay in our campground or our hostel, which is also on our property. That's awesome. I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I didn't realize that you could see the Northern Lights from there. How often could someone expect to be able to see? Can you plan a trip around that or is it just luck? They're always around. I grew up with the Northern Lights, so I kind of stopped looking for them. (laughs) Uh, You simply have to come to the Yukon in the winter. And well, not even in the winter, anytime from September till... uh, end of April when it's the darkest month of the year and uh, you need a good northern lights prediction which you can find online and then you just need a clear sky and you need to stay up all night long and constantly check the sky there's a good chance you'll see them for hours at a time or maybe for only a few minutes it's hard to predict how long they'll stay and how nice the show will be I love it. Even more of a reason to come visit you guys. Um, If somebody wants to participate in the contest, let's give them a complete rundown on how they go about it. So uh, this year we have a sponsor for one of our categories. I can't quite name the sponsor yet, but it'll become public very soon. And um, so this year we have more prize money available. Normally it's about $750 plus a 30-soak membership at our hot springs, which is valued at about $1,000 Canadian. Nice. But this year, we're hoping our prize money will actually be closer to $2,000 Canadian. And so people come into the hot springs, they pay for an admission, they sign the the form release, uh, basically allowing us to use their photo. Then uh, they go in the hot springs, they wet their hair, uh, they let it freeze, Then they hit a little button that calls us at the front. It gives a little chime to my front desk, and then we come out, we take your photo, and then you can put your head back underwater and warm up your ears. (laughs) And then uh, we take all the photos. Um, We'll be listing them on a a website this year. And uh, people can go on the website, look at all the photos. And uh, we're even hoping to offer an option where the public can uh, pick a winner. Oh, I love that idea. So, yeah, this this year we're hoping for a lot more participation, especially with uh, the bigger prize money. 
Um, we've got about eight to ten thousand dollars in prize money this year versus about uh, thirty five hundred to four thousand dollars. That's killer. All right. Well, we'll have links to your website and your Facebook page on the podcast page. And Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time to tell us all about this. I can't wait to find out who wins this year. Yeah, come and check us out in March. We'll have the winners announced then. And uh, if you don't have enough hair on your head, men with beards can also participate and they get really good photos. And we've even had people with large amounts of body hair uh, participate <laughs> by fr- frozen their body hair as well, which works. Okay. We're not really picky. As long as there's frozen hair involved, <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> Fantastic. Andrew, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Have a wonderful day. Oh my gosh, guys, you have to check out some of the pictures from past events. They're amazing. And they're very much in tune with our other Fun With Faces episodes. Think about gurning from episode four or beard and mustache competitions from episode 11 and 49. In fact, that one pic that Andrew mentioned of the young lady with three and a half feet of hair that she swung into two long sideways strands. Well, her style looks shockingly similar to that of international beard competitor MJ Johnson's award-winning cheek beard. So make sure to head over to TakiniHotPools.com to see some pics and maybe consider planning your trip to the hot pools today. Because could you imagine seeing the northern lights while soaking in a glorious hot springs while simultaneously freezing your hair into elaborate swirls in hopes of cash prizes and glory? Come on. This one is the full meal deal. For more fun and games, head over to our website. It's rochambeaupodcast.com. And if you happen to know of a competition or event that Rochambeau should be covering, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can email us at rochambeaupodcast at gmail.com or look for us on Instagram, Facebook, etc. Thank you so much to Cadillac Jones for supplying the music to our podcast. They are an awesome band. And if they ever come through your hometown, don't hesitate to go see them. You will not regret it. And if you guys enjoyed the podcast today, please consider subscribing. If you do so, you'll get alerts when we have new episodes. And also, please consider giving us a nice review on your favorite podcast provider. That would be super cool. All right. Till next time, people. (laughs) 